0: Oh, I'm not on that one. Hello. Welcome to Challenge. How's everyone doing? Wonderful. Excellent. Very good. Last time I was here were much better times. Uh, USC basketball was still undefeated. (laughs) Not so much anymore. (laughs) Sorry to report. Well, tonight uh, we are starting a new series. It's going to be all about the focus of your life and how you can get back into focus. Uh, So we're going to start with the obvious question what do we mean when we say focus? Well, when we say focus, what we mean is, and it'll show up on the screen there in a second, there it is. So focus is where you're giving the majority of your effort, your time, your resources, and your talents. I think everyone in this room would say the same thing. We all want to live a life that counts. I think we all want to live a life that matters, and we would be very disappointed if we got to the end of our lives and realized that we really wasted it. Well, the key to living a life of impact, the key to living a life that counts, is this. It's focusing on the right things. Now, it's a big question, what are the right things? Uh, but luckily for us, God actually doesn't mince any words in this area. He tells us directly in Matthew six thirty-three, which says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This needs to be the focus of your life. This needs to be where you are spending the majority of your time, your effort, your resources, and your talents. Now, what does it mean to do this? What does it mean to build the kingdom of God? That's a very big topic, and that we could spend many, many weeks talking on what that means. Uh, it could be a lot of things. It's serving people, getting to know God in your own personal relationship with him, praying for others, giving to others. All these kinds of things fall under under the category of building the kingdom of God. Now the problem with us is, it is so easy for us in our lives to lose our focus. It is so easy for us, instead of building the kingdom of God, instead of seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, we start to build our own lives. And we love doing that. We all have career aspirations. We all have maybe um, a certain paycheck in mind you want to reach one day, a certain lifestyle you want to live. You see, we all tend to gravitate towards building our own life. And the Bible is full of examples of people who have done this. Just take a look at Solomon. (laughs) Yeah, Solomon. Some of you know where this is going. Uh, Solomon started off his life extremely well. He lived a life that was focused on building the kingdom of God. But then Solomon lost his focus. And he ended up marrying a thousand women, the Bible says. You see, he lost his focus and started building his own life instead, focused on his pleasure. Now, just because you're wise, Solomon was the wisest person who ever lived. Just because you're wise and knowledgeable does not mean you will be able to stay focused for your life. Take a look at King David. Now, if you read the story of King David and stop at 2 Samuel chapter 11, you would think he lived a fantastic life. But his story goes on. He commits adultery, murder, Tears the whole kingdom apart. You see, King David lost his focus. He started focusing on building his own life instead of the kingdom of God. Just because you have a history of following God does not mean you're going to stay focused in your life. Look at Demas. Demas is a character in the Bible who is with Paul. And Paul is one of the ones who built the early church. In fact, he was probably the most focused person who ever lived. And Demas was right there with him. And then the Bible says Demas lost his focus. Demas fell in love with the present world. He started building his own life. And I remember the first time I heard a talk like this, Neil was saying it, and I thought to myself, this would never be me. So Neil, I apologize for my foolishness, uh, because this has been me. This has been me many, many times. And I'm on staff. Staff are supposed to be perfect, right? (laughs) It's not true. (laughs) it's, It's quite a good one. Yeah, that is not true. I was thinking, uh, as I was making this talk, I was thinking about work. And, you know, when I started my job three years ago, I had a very clear focus on what I was supposed to do to build the kingdom of God at work. I was there to use my talents that God had given me to make a product that would be helpful, that people can use, and also just reach out to others, show God's love to my coworkers around me. But then I have realized I lost focus. And it was quite a stunning realization, but I lost focus at work. I started thinking about promotion, more money, my career aspirations. And all of a sudden, the people around me were no longer people who I could share God's love with, but they were competitors that could get in the way of that. You see, I lost my focus. Focus is something that is a lifetime thing. So if you're thinking right now what I was thinking a little while ago, ah, this isn't for me, I'm going to stay focused. Or maybe if you're looking around challenge right now and thinking, oh, so-and-so's not here, they really need to hear this. The truth is, you need to hear this. Every single one of us. And not only now, we need to hear this again tomorrow, and a year from now, and five years from now when you're all working. Because you see, focus is a lifetime thing, and we are all going to lose it. Is everyone sufficiently depressed now? I hope so. But don't worry, this is not a depressing message. This is not a message that's supposed to discourage you, um, because there is hope. You see, you can regain your focus in life. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. How do you, once you've figured out that you have lost your focus, once you start realizing that you are building your own life, <coughs> excuse me, instead of building the kingdom of God, how can you get back to doing what God wants you to do? So tonight, I want to share with you my anchor. This is the passage that I have gone back to time and time again when I find myself losing focus. And this has just been very helpful for me, uh, so we're going to look at it together. And it's the rest of the passage that ends in Matthew 6, 33. So we're going to start at verse 19 to 21. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, this passage points out a very important thing that we need to realize once we've lost our focus. That the things we tend to lose our focus on are temporary things. They're things here on earth. You know, maybe for you, you are, again, thinking about your career and how you want that to go. Maybe right now you're thinking of a certain lifestyle you want to live. I think the most common one is actually money. I think that's one we all experience, we lose focus on money. You know, we spend all our time, our effort, our resources, our talents on building up our bank account, and then we die. And we find out that heaven has no routing number. (laughs) If you don't know what a routing number is, please take FPU this semester. (laughs) But you see, the eternal things are the kingdom of God, you know, giving to others the things we talked about building your relationship with God and helping others to do the same. And so this passage is telling us whenever we decide to lose our focus, whenever we decide to build our own lives instead of the kingdom of God, essentially what we're doing is we're trading in a few rusty coins for eternal impact in what God is trying to do. And, you know, as enticing as it is to build your own life, we have to see what that really is. It is laying up a treasure that is eventually going to be destroyed. A treasure that's eventually going to be wasted. All that time, effort, talents, wasted. And not only that, there are further consequences to building your own life. And look at verse 21. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, building your own life is actually a slippery slope. Over time, the more and more you do it, the more and more you focus on serving yourself... But more and more, your heart drifts to yourself, to temporary things, to things that won't last. Now again, look at Solomon. I do not think Solomon woke up one day and said, I think I'm going to marry a 1,000 women today. That would be, I don't know what that would be. That would be something else if he did that. Um, you see, he had one wife. But then his eyes started drifting. He married another, another, 20 more, and so on. And you see, he never refocused, and his heart was where his treasure was at, his own personal pleasure. So the question is, where is your treasure? You know, where is your heart right now? What are the things that you are treasuring over building the kingdom of God? Now, I think in answering this question, we all make the same exact mistake. You see, I I don't think anyone in this room who loves God would say that they're not treasuring God. I think everyone who's a Christian here would say that they're treasuring God. I think you'd be right. The problem is I think we all treasure God and something. And you can fill in that and. You treasure God and how you want your career to go. You treasure God and your salary. You treasure God and the lifestyle you want to live. But if we do that, That is very, very deceiving. Because the Bible makes it very clear. There is no and. It is God or. Take a look at the next set of verses in Matthew 6. The eye is the lamp of the body. And here he's talking about your focus. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? You see, there's no middle ground. Your eye is either healthy or it's bad. And see how different the outcomes are? Full of light or full of darkness, and a great darkness at that. And then verse 24 seals it. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. See, there's no and. And doesn't exist. It's God or money. You can fill that in with anything you want. God or your career. You can just put your name in there, God or Eric. That doesn't work. Clear as day. And so that brings us to a very interesting point in our lives because do you believe all this to be true? there are eternal things and temporary things, that God tells you you cannot care for both. It's either him or something else. I think we all think the same thing. What about me? God, I I have needs. I have things that (laughs) I just need to have in life. Who is going to take care of me? And see how quickly anxiety starts to come upon us, how quickly we are tempted just to go focus on our own life again and abandon these eternal things, the things of God. It's very easy to do, but again, Jesus is very wise and he knew that we would think this. So he gives us this last passage, and this is long, so just follow along. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Then it goes on, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear, or where shall we work after college, or how are we going to pay off our student loans? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. And here's the verse we started with. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Isn't that a beautiful passage? That's one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible, I think. You see, the very things that we are worried about, the very things that pull us away, that cause us to lose our focus on building the kingdom of God, they were never actually our job to focus on in the first place. We have a loving heavenly Father who has promised to take care of those things for us. Look at the birds. See what it says about them? They don't worry. They know that God's going to provide for them. How much more valuable are you than a bird? A lot is the answer. Look at the grass. The Bible says the grass is just going to die in a day. It has no soul. But God extravagantly provides for the grass. How much more valuable are you to God? You see, if God knows our needs and promises to provide for them, it really does kind of seem silly for us to lose our focus, to sacrifice our chance that we have of a life of eternal impact for something that God has already promised to give. Now, be careful with this passage, because God is not promising to build your life the way you want it. I think we all have aspirations, and you may need to trade in those aspirations. For example, me. A big one for me is my time and my free time. And in order for me to really build the kingdom of God, God has called me to be on challenge staff um, and also have a full-time job. I have to spend a lot of time here on campus, and I, I, I really like it, but I've had to trade in some of my views on what I would like to do with my time. And I'm sure there are going to be things that you're going to have to trade in and how you're picturing your life to go. But again, if if we really understand these verses that precede this, it really is a no-brainer. Again, we're trading eternal impact for something that God has already promised to give us. Why would we do that? You See, what these verses do is these verses free us up. They free us up to boldly Obey this command in verse 33 to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We don't have to worry about building our own lives. God is going to take care of that for us. We just have to worry about building his kingdom and doing what he says. Now, this is a beautiful promise. um, But I think like any promise in the Bible, it can be true to us, but it's a whole other thing for it to be real. So this is the story of how this verse actually became real in my life, how this passage became my anchor. So I was a senior in college and about to graduate and was debating whether I wanted to go to grad school or just get a job, uh, leave USC and chart my own path, I guess. Um, And I started seeking what God's will was in this situation. And I became very clear in my mind that he was wanting me to come back to school. Uh, for a couple of reasons, one I think he just wanted me to get a little more training in my field, and the other reason, I think he wanted me to still be around Challenge as a student. I felt like I had more to learn, first of all, and felt like I had more to, more to give as a, as a student and a student leader at Challenge. So again, focus, very clear focus, I knew exactly what God wanted me to do. But then I lost my focus. So I started thinking about what it would mean for me to come back to school. I didn't have a lot of money. And USC does not uh, look kindly on that if you don't have any money. So I was gonna have to take out some loans. Uh, Not only that, I I was really excited about getting a job and starting my career. And in my mind, going back to school was gonna set me back. You know, that's a whole year off where I'm not gaining experience uh, in my field. And so you see, I started losing my focus. I started treasuring more the money I would get from my job. I started treasuring more my experience I would get. And all these things started coming into my mind. And where I was once so clear on what God wanted me to do, suddenly I was off focus. And I was worried. I remember sitting in, I think it was a differential equations class. I don't remember. Because I was too worried to even pay attention. You know those classes where you're just like a fog of, a worry and anxiety is just rolling through your mind? Well, that's where I was, and I was just running through budgets and numbers and trying to figure out, how the heck am I going to do this? And you know when you kind of get worried, you just start maybe being a little dramatic, and I remember thinking, like, God, how am I even going to eat next semester? I'm going to have no money at all. <laughs> a little dramatic, just a little bit. Um, and then this clear as day, just like a beam of light through the fog, I had this thought. You know, I am God. I'm not God. <laughs> 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 Clarification. This is God speaking. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am God. Um, I was able to produce bread in the desert for the Israelites out of nothing. I can make a sandwich. This is exactly what I thought. I can make a sandwich fall from the sky into your hands. Isn't that a cool image? Imagine your favorite sandwich, or if you're one of those hot dog people, you can imagine a hot dog. I can make a sandwich fall from the sky into your hands. I will provide for you if you do what I tell you. Focus on building the kingdom of God. And I thought, okay, I can do that. And then all the worry came back, and I was off focus again. And so the class ends, and I had about an hour between that class and my next class, and usually what I would do on a normal day is I would sit in the E quad and just kinda reflect on God and pray and just relax, enjoy the the dusk, and just enjoy an hour off. Um, But of course I wouldn't do anything as smart as that on this day, no, no. I was way too worried, and so I walked around campus, walked around thinking about all my anxiety, all my stress about how am I gonna build my own life if I do this. So I get to the business school, and an area I do not frequent very much. Um, And I run into a guy who I had been on a research project with like two years before. I had not seen him since, and I actually never saw him again after this event, so he might have been an angel, I don't know, but I run into him, and he just has a couple minutes so we catch up for a little bit. And he has to go, and he tells me, oh, I was actually just in this presentation from a company that was doing a network event, and they had some food there, but I didn't want mine. Do you want it? I thought, no, <laughs> no way. So he takes off this box and he gives it to me. And inside, it's a sandwich. <laughs> and a cookie. <laughs> and I realized, okay, God, you win. I see what you're trying to say. You're gonna provide for me. And then this passage just really made a lot of sense. I got back onto focus, I came back to school, I'm very glad I did because one, I learned a lot of a lot more stuff that has really helped me in my career. And not only that, I got to do a lot with challenge, and it actually opened the door for me to be here today as a staff member. So I have never regretted that decision to get back onto focus and decide to build the kingdom of God. So, how has he provided for you in that way? You know, how has he built your life so that you can boldly go? and build the kingdom of God. So if you're sitting here tonight, and you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I have definitely lost my focus in life. Or maybe you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I've never had focus even to begin with. How do we get back onto focus? The first thing we have to do is we have to figure out where our heart is. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what are you focusing on right now that's taking you away from building the kingdom of God? You know, there's there's a lot of things. I think the two biggest things you need to look at are your time and your money. You know, where are you spending your time, your free time? What are you doing? Are you using that to serve others or using it to serve yourself? Now, don't go crazy with this one. God does want you to go to class and stuff like that. Don't just shift wildly and just say, I'm only going to go to church and read the Bible or something. Don't do that. Um, God can use you to build the kingdom in class, so don't skip that. But look at where you're spending your time and figure out how you're spending your money. Again, are you spending it all on yourself? What do you do when you get extra money? Do you hoard it for yourself and buy something or do you give it to someone else? Are you building your life with it? Are you building the kingdom? Once you figure it out, where your heart is off focus, where you are focusing on building your own life, next thing you have to do is you have to start practicing denying yourself. Verse 24. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and your career. You cannot serve God and yourself. You have to figure out with the resources you have, the time, the effort, all the things that you are giving, how does God want you to use those? How does God want you to give those things up for yourself and use them instead to build the kingdom? And you have to think through that and figure out a good plan for that. And the last thing, and perhaps the most important thing, is you have to trust God to keep his promises. Because if you don't, If God isn't faithful and doesn't keep this promise, this whole thing falls apart. So you have to trust God. You have to trust God that focusing on the kingdom is worth it and that he will provide for you if you decide to boldly do that. Now, my advice to you on this would be take it slow. This is a lifelong process. You're not going to refocus a whole life in just a day, a month, even sometimes a year. It takes a while for these things to start getting back into focus. Again, for me in work, like that's been a process of many months of figuring out, how, where am I treasuring these things at work? Where is my heart at work? And how can I deny myself so I can again serve God with my job? So take your time. I would say choose one area to start. Maybe this month, again, it's February 1st. Maybe choose one area where you have lost focus, where you are building your own life with your time, energy, and resources and figure out how you can then use those to build the kingdom of God instead. Again, it's going to be a lifelong thing. We're going to all lose focus many, many times. So persevere, because it is worth it. And so to conclude us tonight, I just want to tell a story that I think one really illustrates this well, and I think it has a lot of wisdom in it. And it's really, I think, spoken very deeply to my soul over the past few years as I've chewed over this wisdom. So I hope... This, this will just give you a good picture of why this whole thing is worth it. Once upon a time, there were three little pigs. I wasn't sure what reaction I was going to get, but I'm dead serious about this. It's a very spiritual story. So once upon a time, there are three little pigs, and just to go very quickly through it, I'm sure many of you know the story. The pigs go and build their houses. One pig builds it out of straw, one pig builds it out of sticks, the other pig builds it out of bricks. The big bad wolf comes. And he likes bacon, so he wants to eat the pigs. So he blows down the first pig's house, kills the pig. The straw just all blows away, and he's able to get inside and kill the pig. This is the Rated-R version, the pigs die. (laughs) (laughs) Second little pig, same fate. He's in a house of sticks, the sticks blow right over, eats the pig. Third little pig. The bricks don't blow over, and the pig survives. So, why did the third pig survive? It wasn't that the other two pigs didn't build anything. They spent time, effort, building something. The third pig survived because of the material he chose to build with. And ultimately, all that effort and time that the other pig spent building was wasted. So, tonight, we have to remember that we're all little pigs. You see, we're all building something in this life. And we all get to choose what material we use to build with. And one day, instead of the big bad wolf, we're going to encounter God. And he's not going to ask you for a pay stub or a resume or a book of vacation photos. What he's going to ask you is, what did you choose to build with? Take a look at 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15. fire. You see, if you've lost focus in your life, and you don't take the time to regain your focus, when you come before God, you're going to be able to show him a nice little pile of sticks and hay. You know, maybe it looked impressive on earth, but when God takes a look at that, it's all going to burn up, and you're just going to have a pile of ash. All that effort, all those resources, the time, the money, Everything, all the sweat going into that will be wasted. It will not matter. Can you imagine what that would be like? Just to watch everything that you tried to build in life that you worked so hard for gone because it was temporary. Ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, in eternity, it didn't matter. But imagine the second scenario you've chosen instead to trust God, to believe that the things we talked about in this passage are true. That you have decided that you're going to spend your time building with gold, silver, precious stones, things that will last, materials that will last. Now, not only will you be rewarded, you're also going to live a great life. Now, it is a lot of fun, let me tell you, building the kingdom of God. Like, I've had a lot of joy just seeing God work in my own life, and also work in the lives of people around me. It is, it is a great life to live. And it has a reward. It lasts. It's a life of impact. Now, I'm not saying this is always gonna be easy. Like I said, you're gonna struggle with losing your focus your entire life. It's just a temptation we're all gonna face. And I'm also not saying it's not gonna come without sacrifice. You know, you may have to give up some of your aspirations in this life, some of the things you want to happen. But if you trust God, if you trust Him that the things that we talked about are true, it's really a small price to pay for the eternal impact that your life will have as God uses you. So tonight, all I can say is stay focused. You know, I've never regretted the times I boldly decided to obey the command of seek first His kingdom. Not one regret. I have, however, regretted the times I've lost focus the times I focused on my own life and ultimately had a period of life that was wasted. So stay focused and work to get back into focus if you find yourself slipping. And be encouraged because as Paul says in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Next week, we're going to take a look at how do you focus your efforts as you're building the kingdom of God. Sound good? Let's pray. God, thank you. Uh, Thank you that you know that we are not perfect. You know that for what you've called us to do, we will not be able to do it perfectly, as you say. But we can always get back on track. So God, thank you for your grace in that area. I pray tonight that you would really bring to mind each and every one of us, where we have lost focus, where we are not building your kingdom but really using our resources to build our own lives. And God, I pray that we would really believe in our hearts these verses, that they would become real to us, God, that you would show us that you are the loving father you claim to be, that you will provide for us, God, and would you give us the courage to boldly go in all of our arenas, in our classes, our work, our families, everywhere we go, that we will be focused on building your kingdom, God, because we know that it is indeed worth it. Every bit of effort is worth it, God. So thank you that we are not laboring in vain, God, that you have promised to make it worth it. We love you, God, and we praise you forever. In your name, amen.